0: Hello and welcome to the uh, fifth episode of the uh, Product Owner podcast and today we're doing an experiment and the experiment is something different and I'm very grateful for uh, Matthias to be here uh, to share in the experiment and he has been very helpful until now. And The experiment is that we are recording uh, a Skype call and we're trying to get video so if you see us and we're waving now, then uh, it worked. Otherwise you get the audio only, and then you will hear Matthias's uh, beautiful voice in a second when he introduces himself. So bear with us. Um, the, I'm very glad that I'm talking to Matthias uh, because he's uh, uh, knowledgeable in a lot of things and um, has very diverse perspective on product ownership um, as, a, as a product owner coach as a teacher uh, and as a musician so that's very cool um, so i want to give the floor to you matthias to tell us a bit about yourself uh, how you came into agile and how you came to be interested in product ownership which we'll be talking about more
1: yeah yeah hello um, i'm matthias matthias Orkler. Um, yeah how, how how did i come to all that agile stuff and scrum um, I actually started in university by by doing a regular master's in, in computer science business administration that stuff I wanted to found companies build great products um, that's how I get started and then from there it develops you want to you want to organize that the work you do and then you obviously end up um, with with that agile mindset um, so um, yeah I always said, what's driving me is my is is i want to build products i have that um path yeah i started a few companies um and uh, a lot of them failed (laughs) so a lot of experience here um and um i i worked in the silicon valley um did some scouting there scouting markets technologies Mm -hmm. Um, for a for a larger company and we were trying to invest in startups and so I I learned to to talk to the guys there and see how they work um, which was very interesting and which got me even more hooked into um, building building businesses Um, yeah uh, and after after I I got back to Germany um, uh, I started more companies (laughs) Um, sold some um, and right now, um, my company um, that I have, its it's been eight years now, I think, um, is called uh, Dreimannzelt, which is a three-man tent in German. Um, we, we picked that name because of the, um, it's kind of an agile metaphor. So we set up a tent for when we go to a customer, help them to, to find a business, to build their business, mm-hmm. um, and then we leave them alone, leave them to fly uh, on their own, and then we move on with our tent. Cool. Um, so that's, that's my path up until now. Um, during all that time I was also touring uh, Germany and Europe with, with uh, several bands. I'm still doing that, so the summer is quite busy, when it's festival season and I'm on stage almost every weekend. Um, that's a lot of fun. And um, I mentioned that because I learned a lot from uh, bands and from, from being a musician for an agile mindset and for coaching people in scrum.
0: Cool.
1: So, so um, you're also a yeah. teacher, right?
0: So uh, c- can you share a bit about that?
1: Yeah. What I currently do is uh, actually this month, I'm on family leave, mm-hmm. which is great. Oh, <laughs> nice! It's awesome. Um, it's finally time for some ideas. In, in between when, when the little one needs some attention. Um, yeah, and, and what, I, what I also do um, is I teach, uh, I'm an assistant professor and teach students at the university uh, and teach scrum there, which uh, is a lot of fun. I, I love, I don't love universities because of the bureaucracy, <laughs> but I love mm-hmm. uh, to work with students. I love to teach um, because students are the ones who, who ask the, the real mean questions. If I talk to people in companies, sometimes there are people, they they, they don't want to be embarrassed asking uh, simple uh, questions or, yes. um, yeah, they think it, it has to be that way. And students, they just don't care. And they ask the real good questions.
0: Cool. So it helps you learn a lot too, I guess.
1: It does. It does actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Very cool. Um, is that enough for you for introducing yourself, or uh, because I interrupted you? So maybe uh, I, I stole your flow a bit.
1: Sure. No, I I can I can. There's there's only some some more detail um, of what I do right now. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from teaching, is um, w- with my company. We we basically my my daily job is to um, to get to get ideas from, from the idea stage to, to a working business, to a business that earns mm. revenue. And that's what we do for, for customers. And I look forward when my family leave is over. Um, there are a few uh, customers already waiting <laughs> uh, from various different industries. And uh, that's always fun. And I also learn a lot from that because every project, every industry is so different.
0: Cool. So that's, uh, that's a very nice introduction. And I, I think it, it's very clear why I'm excited to have you in this uh, podcast um, so uh, let's uh, dive into the good bits because the goal of this podcast is of course to uh, empower product owners uh, and help them build better products basically which is what your passion is also all about mm-hmm. so um, and you're also currently uh, writing a book uh, you told me it's in, in progress um, and there's uh, there's no release date uh, uh, yet but it, it, it is about uh, backlog management stuff that's very valuable for for, for product owners so um, can you share some some of some good bits that you uh, you would really advise product owners that are for instance just starting
1: <laughs> yeah the the book is about uh, it's called how to prioritize stories mm-hmm. and um, it's it's about prioritizing stories, so prioritizing the backlog, which is often a challenge. Um, what I often see um, when someone starts to use um, Agile or to um, to try to become Agile or um, using Scrum as a framework um, is that the notion of prioritizing or priority is somewhat different in classical project management. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's often a notion of priority is something like a high, medium and low, or, or you have a, you have some some business priority from one to 10, um, which doesn't really translate very well to to agile. Um, mm-hmm. Because in agile, you don't you you don't want to have multiple top priority stories, you just want to have one. You want to have one requirement that's the most urgent, the most important, the most risky, the most valuable, however um, your your measure for prioritizing is. Um, and that's the first thing you have to learn. You have to um, really prioritize simply by putting everything in one column, one list um, in, in just one column down. There's, there's no such thing as putting two, two uh, requirements side by side. That, that's just yes. not happening. You have to really order that. And that has, that has a lot of um, um, advantages. So if you have to reprioritize, you don't have to rewrite every uh, priority. You just put one thing on top and everything else um, gets prioritized down automatically. Yeah. So that's, that's what I see uh, new, new, uh, people new to product ownership um, do a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. They,
1: they don't use that linear prioritization, but they try mm-hmm. to use high, medium, low or things like that.
0: Yeah, and obviously, obviously it's uh, important to note maybe here because that's something I, I see sometimes, uh, people starting to get this idea of uh, having an ordered backlog, uh, meaning nothing is on the same order, um, that the place in the backlog where it's most important is at the top of the backlog because mm-hmm. there are the things that you uh, are wanting to do uh, uh, as soon as possible. So in the near future, while at the bottom of the backlog, it's less important to discuss is this one more important or this one uh, more important because you won't even be looking at it uh, in a while. Uh, But sometimes I I feel people struggle also with uh, thinking, oh, but I have to then really discuss everything. No. (laughs) Please don't! <laughs> There's enough discussion already. So, so um, I'd like to add to your, to your story the, mm-hmm. the, the point of focusing on uh, on the top, focusing on what you want to do first. So the key in ordering your backlog is uh, uh, looking at, at what is most important or uh, what you want to do first in time, whatever is most valuable for your product yeah. or company possibly, right?
1: Yeah, that's a very good point you got there. Um, it's, it's focus. Focus is... Uh, is one key element in in agile what agile tries to achieve it it tries to achieve that you can focus that you limit work in progress this mm-hmm. is something that you get from from uh, lean production um but it that's that's very close to to agile thinking um to or to scrum um so yes um the the whole point in agile is that you don't plan everything uh up front so you don't have a really detailed backlog up front. Um, you start at the top, you do whatever you need to, to get through the first one, two sprints. You Of course, you do uh, release planning up front, um, a roadmap. Um, so Agile does not mean, that's another lesson for, for newcomers to Agile, mm-hmm. um, Agile does not mean that you don't have to plan anymore. Very <laughs> um, good point. Agile is, uh, even, even demands more discipline in planning. Um, but you just don't plan everything out at once because you don't know in six months whether you will reach that story. And actually, the end of the backlog, the, where the, the not so important stories are, those stories might not even be implemented. Um, you, you might throw them away at some point, and that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes. It's a weeding process that automatically happens um, if you uh, prioritize regularly. Oh, really. And um, oh yeah, that and that prioritize not only at the beginning but prioritize every sprint that's that's another important lesson which mm-hmm. even more experienced product owners sometimes forget mm-hmm. um, uh, we, we call that process grooming um, some people call it um, backlog um, work or backlog reordering I don't know that it's is also there
0: called refinement uh, I think in the current scrum guide yeah so. okay yeah different refinement. terms
1: different terms same thing the whole yes. the whole point is um, and that's not only happening in agile, that's happening in, in other processes too. If you write a requirements document and you don't care about it, you don't you don't groom it, you don't uh, refine it during uh, the project, mm-hmm. then it will just sit there in some drawer or some on some server in, <laughs> in, a, in a Dropbox uh, folder and um, it will not be relevant. Um, and then then some someday you will you will onboard a few um, new employees or a few mm-hmm. people. And they will find that document and they will work towards that. <laughs> it will be horrible. Um, yes. So, you, you have because to care. what will happen
0: then? Uh, what is the risk that you take by doing this? The risk by not refining your um, requirements. Mm-hmm. Just b- well, making the big plan up front and then just working on it for half a year or a year.
1: Yeah, there are so many risks. Um, but one big risk is if you make the plan up front. Um, one thing is you, you, you fall in love with your plan. You get you, it's you, your baby, right? It's, it's your baby and you spend so much work to, to, to hammer out that plan. It, it took you months to get the, the specification right. and um, then you will become reluctant to throw it away. Even mm-hmm. if you see the signs in the market uh, with your competitors or, or from your customers, you will be reluctant to throw that away just mm-hmm. because of the work you put into it. Um, and that's one major drawback if you do yeah. a, a big upfront planning.
0: You get over-invested and thereby limit your own willingness to adapt to changing cir- circumstances. Yeah, true, that's some cost yeah. Thing- thinking. Um, yeah, uh, very true. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, of course, another thing is that the world changes. It keeps on changing. And there's as much as we would like to do that as product owners, as project managers, we would like to predict the future. But um, we'll be fair, Agile yeah. is just I a see. way of humbly saying we can't. And we have to accept True. that and we have to deal with that. Yeah, we're not going
0: to lie anymore. That's one of the things in Agile, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. We're not going to pretend we, we know things we don't. We're going to be transparent about the fact that the, the world might change, that we don't know everything up front, that we have all these things that we think might add value to our product, for our company, but we have to test it. Right? Yeah. We have to validate
1: true we have to i mean with most projects today um the risk is not in the in the technology we do but it's it, it, most projects mm-hmm. actually have a market risk that's that's the where the biggest mar- uh, risk lies and and you pre- people probably know the the buzzwords of lean startup customer development all that stuff um that emphasizes that mm-hmm. um so it's it's natural that at the beginning of a project we're building a new product we don't know we have a lot of unknowns um, and we have to find out we have to find out what the risk is we have to find out how what works what does not work um, and we simply can't plan everything up front
0: yes yeah very true so if uh, let's uh, stay on that uh, example if you are at a, the start of a product or a, a project uh, d- depends on your context what you call it uh, I, I think um, and you're a product owner and you're uh thinking about the uh, i want to approach this in an agile way i don't want to do the big project up front i know about the fallacies i know uh, i want to protect myself from this i want to uh, start Um, so what would you give them as advice to uh, um, get a great backlog that is easy to work with for the development team and then really helps them create value for their new product or project. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, let me f- start with the general advice and then um, focus sure. that a little more on the backlog. Um, the general advice um, is don't get lost in trying to find the perfect agile method uh, and do agile methods uh, or, or do things that you, you read. Um, agile is more more of a mindset thing. It's, it's value based. It's not a bunch of methods. There are yes. many uh, agile methods out there, but its just a toolbox. Um, I heard yeah. on, on the on the last um, on your last podcast, I heard someone using the the metaphor of a screwdriver or a hammer or a drill. Yes, um, it's all great tools, um, but it, it, there's no better tool. It depends on what you want to do, um, and that's agile methods. So what you really want to do or what you really want to dig into is um, the Agile values on on which uh, that is based. So the notion of that the world is changing and that we can predict the future, however hard we try. Um, Then the other values like um, respect, openness, um, courage, um, things like that are very important. Um, And if your team, if you and your team can really live these values, Mm-hmm. then i think the rest of agile and scrum will come on its own you, you don't even need to name it scrum um, it will just come so so that that that's where you should start because uh, i see too many people just just taking a bunch of agile methods and trying to do agile but you don't do agile you you, you are agile or you try to be agile
0: great right. yes so that's a very good advice start Uh, At source, go to the Agile manifesto, discuss with your team, the people you're working with, what does this mean to us, how do we want to work, and then look at what is the simplest tool we can use to reach our goals, but don't just take the best practice or whatever and blindly adopt it. Okay, cool. There are no best practices
1: in Agile. That's a term that is despised.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Good practices should be uh, the thing, right? Yeah. Good, good that you say that. Um, so, but, okay, then what are good practices in your opinion if you're on this path? Mm-hmm. You have to have the discussion uh, about agile with your team. What does it mean to us? How do we uh, uh, build great products with our team while adapting to the market? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have a, a shared idea of the values you want to use. Um, then what is um, commonly a smart place to start good practice to uh, uh, get to a, 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 a well prioritized backlog as a, a a tool to help you build a great product.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's something you already said. It's start simple. Start with mm-hmm. the simple tools. And um, for a backlog, um, I would always try to start with simple tools. So don't don't use a software tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, start with, uh, actually, start with the uh, um, sticky notes or index cards that you can lay on a table or put up on a wall, um, because that's yes. that's the most amazing user interface that was invented. Everyone can use that. It's it's very flexible. It's much better than any software on the market. There are good softwares, but mm-hmm. it's th- this is just unbeatable that uh, yes. user interface. So do that, um, then. Try to try to learn maybe the the user story format, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty simple. It has three parts, um, but usually from requirements we only use one part, <laughs> um, and the user story format adds two important parts. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is the business value, or okay. yeah, the the value, and, and agile is very value oriented. So putting that value um, for a story on uh, on that requirement on that um, user story card if it's an index card um, goes a long way in really understanding whether this feature is uh, necessary or not necessary uh, in the first place because it's much cheaper at that point in time to get rid of it or to refine it than Mm -hmm. once you build it and then you find
0: out Um, so um, yeah that's a great tip the value right and and, and I think it also acts as a double-edged sword in that it helps you as a product owner uh, um, prioritize better and have discussions with stakeholders about what is valuable for the company, for the product. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it helps the development team to really uh, understand uh, uh, what um, the point of a, a backlog item is, of a user story is. Why, why are we uh, uh, working on this stuff? Uh, so they can make their own decisions and trade-offs in how to fulfill the uh, the user story you said Is that very works? well yeah that's
1: yeah. that's exactly the two advantages that you get out of that it's a check for the product owner and it's uh, additional context for the for the team implementing that and an agile team will always think in terms of value they create for for a customer or for mm-hmm. the for the project. Um, so they and will have agile team, I might add. Yeah,
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mistaken. <laughs> so once they have that
1: context, um, they they can they can make decisions that will improve um, your whole product or project. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this um, one, one thing to to get a good backlog and to get only the requirements that you really need in there um, is to that. That business value has to be anchored somewhere in the in the the overall goal that you have for the project. There's mm-hmm. kind of a hierarchy. You have you have a vision or a mission up on top for for what you want to do. Um, yeah. Then you derive a few goals from that, mm-hmm. which might be become milestones on your on your roadmap or or not. But you just have a few goals, um, and then from that come uh, you trickle down, and then you have the the, the stories or the, the features that you want. Um, yeah. And if you want, you you, you can do um, to improve your backlog, do something like ask ask yourself for for each index card that you have with a requirement on there, ask yourself why, and if you can't explain yeah. that in terms of your goals or your mission, um, then get rid of it. Um, sounds simple, but uh, you might be surprised how how often we have requirements sneaking in that we think might be cool uh or might help um but we can't explain why they they whether why they have any value for for the project or for our customers
0: yeah exactly and it is already so hard to say no uh, on other accounts so it's great if product owners can help themselves uh, by uh, using a vision or a, a greater goal to filter their backlog because there's gonna be enough to do anyway that's that's my experience there's there's almost never enough uh, almost never a lack of uh, um, uh, uh, requirements on your backlog. It's never empty. I've never seen a backlog that was, that we went panicked, oh my god, uh, (laughs) next week we don't have any work to do. What will we do? Please give us more requirements. No, that doesn't happen, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah, actually, sometimes it's good to have requirements which state that you should remove requirements or should remove features.
0: Um, yes, because the most absolutely. successful
1: products are we're back to the to the term of focus they mm-hmm. are focused um, and you can't be focused if you have every feature in the world in there yes. um, so, so sometimes uh, the good teams you will see good teams who do sprints um, where they remove more features than they add oh, I um, love those teams yeah <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> yeah
0: no, that's so, a good point yeah yeah um,
1: another another um, tip that I that I I can think of to get started with prioritization because Mm -hmm. sometimes you have hundreds of requirements that are just uh, wherever they come from but you got them and you need to prioritize them you need to spec that Um, if you start with that um, try to try to make two piles of these index cards try to make the pile of the stuff you really need the Mm must-haves and then the um, could-haves um that's easier said than done mm-hmm. um a question help to help you with that is um look at every card on the must-have stack and ask yourself if we take out that feature would the the whole product totally collapse Would would it be entirely useless if not um then that feature you, you throw it out throw it in the could-have stack mm-hmm. uh, and then you will end up with a really core features that make that, that really define your product um or your project and and then prioritize these. It's, it's usually you, you will have a bunch of cards there and it's easy to prioritize them to think of which which is more valuable, where are the dependencies, which is more risky and you mm-hmm. can prioritize them and then start with it. Don't oh, try to prioritize thing. all yeah. at once.
0: Yeah exactly, uh, help, help yourself focus. So actually while well, the backlog uh, to summarize should be uh, an ordered list with no two things belonging to the same uh, ordering. eh? Uh, There's always, uh, one is always uh, ordered higher than the other and and the other way around. Um, It may be helpful to use the principle of buckets like a a must have and a could have, like really to help you focus, okay, uh, we don't have to discuss everything. Uh, We first do the bucket uh, decisions, which can be Quite quickly, uh, some, uh, hopefully, mm. and then uh, go into more detail on the must-haves for for this moment is um, also something uh, that's important, right? D- uh, the the backlog and is, yeah. yeah, and and the backlog is always um, current at that moment. So that's also maybe a good difference to note uh, on backlogs um, from project plans. Project plans get written; they are there; they will be the same for the, for a year or you need a very expensive uh, bureaucratic uh, process to change it, while a backlog is current at that moment, and then a week later, it might have changed. If you're doing stuff right, it won't change a lot in a week, but uh, it will be moving. So that's, uh, I think very important to stress. Uh, yeah.
1: Sometimes you don't even notice how much it's moving. It's it's fun exactly. to, to document um, the, the backlog and... Um, to, to see then in, in hindsight how much it, it changed. Mm. Because even, even, uh, or especially with founders of startups when we work with them, um, yeah. seven, seven months from the beginning they say, oh, we always had that idea, it just changed slightly. And then we, <laughs> if, if we look at the, <laughs> the, 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 the pictures we, we took of the sprint walls and the backlogs at the times, then they see that uh, they're totally uh, heading in a different direction now, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I think this also ties into something you mentioned uh, uh, more at the beginning of this interview, um, that having a a roadmap, a plan in the form of a roadmap, like uh, your backlog is refined uh, just in time, just focusing on the next few sprints, uh, detail level, but you also need a roadmap to know where you're going to not be rudderless as a team. Uh, So, um, and I think uh, looking back at your roadmaps of the past uh, uh, like take a roadmap of a half year back I think there you will uh, sometimes be surprised about the changes you've made and I think that can be very par- powerful too as a as a part of a, yeah. a product retrospective or something to just to be proud of what you learned and what you, your journey was so it's yeah. also a very powerful uh, tip I think
1: yeah, and don't don't underestimate the power of uh, roadmaps and of goals um, yes because that's that's something that that a lot of teams Easily get lost in. They get lost in details in just yes. doing stories um, and a roadmap or goals uh, that helps you a lot to really define sprint goals. You should define mm. sprint goals so yes. that you have a coherent set of features where, where we the team really knows what it's working mm. towards too, um, and uh, then have have some guiding guiding goal so that they know why mm. they do that stuff because yeah, they are value-oriented value, value oriented and they have to see the value yes, to, to know exactly. where they're
0: going. And to make it more powerful, uh, I always advise to use these sprint goals to tie into your roadmap. So you have the first quarter mm-hmm. uh, uh, where you have a roadmap with uh, 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 sprint goals or something that could be a sprint goal, you know, uh, if it's just still in the future, um, uh, the current phase, and then from there on you have also goal-oriented Stuff on your roadmap that's only is too big for it to be a sprint goal, but it's uh, very good to give you direction. Um, I think this this connection is very important to make.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh, well, um, at the. Sh- uh, the discussion we had uh, before starting this, uh, this session, Matthias, uh, we discussed that we wanted to do about half an hour. Um, I think we're approaching that, uh, that limit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I want to give you the opportunity to um, uh, highlight or stress any points that we've discussed Um, that you think uh, uh, deserve some extra attention. So uh, um, I think we've been very clear in the the stuff we discussed about. But um, if you uh, had to summarize or just give the one thing that we discussed in this discussion, or maybe not discussed yet, that you still want to give in this podcast, this is your chance.
1: Yeah, we we already mentioned that the important thing is that Agile is not a bunch of methods, you just apply. but uh, agile and Scrum. Scrum is a framework, not a process. And uh, agile is is based on values. You have to really get mm-hmm. the values: openness, courage. Um, if you live these values, then you're halfway there already. You don't you don't even need to learn about the methods. <laughs> um, and another thing is, if you do Scrum, um, the the only meeting you really need. You can skip every meeting in Scrum if you want to. At least when you get started. Um, But the most important meeting is the retrospective. We didn't talk about that. Um, But that's the the motor that... The engine that keeps your... um your continuous uh, improvement process rolling and if you if you after after every sprint if you look at what your backlog looks like why you didn't reach the goal that you set for yourself um, what happened what, why the backlog is in a bad shape then mm-hmm. you can you can clarify that and if you do that every two weeks or however uh, long your sprint run um, then you will you will end up at a, at a very good uh, performing team uh, pretty soon
0: Cool, cool. That's uh, great to uh, to add to the discussion. Uh, so, uh, product owners, if you're listening, also agile coaches or scrum masters, any and anyone that's trying to be more agile, uh, don't forget the retrospectives. Use them. They're in, indeed the engine to uh, to continuous improvement. Uh, and uh, also, please take all the backlog tips t- to heart. Um, And if I may summarize, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I would say uh, don't get lost in detail. That's one thing that you said that struck me uh, and that goes into the Agile values that you mentioned to to, to start with, but also in everything else you do. Uh, Use the proper detail for the thing you're doing at that moment and uh, uh, help yourself focus in that way. Did I summarize that correctly? (laughs) That's that's very well put, yeah. Cool, thanks. Um, So, yeah, then um, uh, as a final uh, point of the the podcast, uh, uh, where do we find you? Um, You mentioned Dreimannseld, uh, um, uh, you, you mentioned the book you're working on uh, uh, or maybe we didn't talk a lot about that, I'm not sure, but we should mention it and uh, uh, other stuff, so where can we connect to you uh, if we want to uh, ask you more great questions like your students are doing, because we can't get those darn kids to get away with that, right? <laughs> we have to uh, ask you good questions too
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right um, I'm happy about all kinds of questions, so send me send me questions, you will uh, be able to connect with me through my through the through the company Dreimannzelt, which uh, you find at Dreimannzelt.com. You probably put that uh, in the in the show notes somewhere. I will. Um, and you can always uh, um, talk to me on Twitter. Twitter is um, my my Twitter handle is Morgler um, M M Morgler. <laughs> um, we will link it. To the show, you, so will, you, you will link that, planet. right? Um, <laughs> So ask, ask me questions, send me, send me all stupid questions. I love uh, op, uh, questions who, who seem to be stupid, um, mm, yeah. but th- these are most, uh, mostly the, 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 the most important questions. These uh, are the yes. questions that can really make a difference. So ask me if you have, uh, if you have questions for how to prioritize your, your stories, your backlog. Mm-hmm. um or for starting with agile in general transitioning from from product management or project management to to agile and um to find out what your role could be there um because there's no no real project manager or product manager in agile yeah. um just connect with me ra- uh, um, yeah grab grab me on twitter that's probably the best
0: um, yeah we will also put your linkedin in the show notes so uh, if people want sure. to uh, connect there because they don't use twitter whatever linkedin is always good too
1: linkedin works yeah um yeah and you can also uh, i think the, the probably my contact data should also be on the website of the of my my book uh, the upcoming book the mm-hmm. priority stories.com um, okay. the, there should be the twitter and the and the um some other contact information too
0: Cool, and we will obviously link that too. Um, and can people uh, subscribe there to get updates about your progress, or how, how are you working with that, with the writing of the book, or uh, is it just via Twitter or other updates that you sometimes?
1: Um, that 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 all will it. work. You you can you can follow me in Twitter, then you will um, obviously know when the book is out. Um, mm-hmm. But you can also subscribe to the mailing list there, um, okay. so cool. that you're you're informed. Uh, the, once the once I have the book available.
0: Cool. Well, uh, thank you very much for your uh, valuable time. Also for doing this experiment with me, I'm very grateful both for your uh, knowledge that you're sharing with uh, with the listeners, but also for your uh, um, how do you say it uh, your uh, uh, ease of going with the flow in me uh, uh, figuring out the technology and uh, rescheduling a few times so I'm uh, very grateful for, uh, for, for your uh, patience, that's what the word I was looking for um, and I, uh, I wish you all the best with the diamond with the book and uh, hopefully if you have the book finished we can do uh, uh, another th- uh, thing, more talking about the book because it's there so I, I uh, wish you uh, uh, a very nice day very nice remaining of your uh, uh, leave and um, uh, then uh, for the listeners please uh, go to our channel, subscribe to the podcasts, uh, listen to the other ones. Uh, Matthias already referred to the the previous one with my colleague Wilbert Sehle where he talks about tools uh, and he talks about scaling and we also talk about uh, um, the the Suncast fallacy and there's uh, other interviews uh, also Lots of valuable information, I hope. And please let us know uh, what you want to hear so we can keep providing valuable information. Um, With that, I uh, bid you farewell. Thank you very much again, Matthias. And uh, uh, yeah, let's see about that book, right? I'm very curious.
1: Thank thank you. It was an honor to be on the Product Owner podcast.
0: Cool. Thank you very much. And um, uh, I hope to catch you uh, soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.